0: Hey friends, you're listening to the Difference Makers podcast, and I'm your host, Jamie Mullins. On each monthly episode, we'll have a guest that will give us a peek into what it looks like for them to be a difference maker, a leader in the places God has given them influence. My hope is that it leaves you encouraged to use your gifts, passions, and story to make a difference right where you are. Well, hello and welcome to the Difference Makers Podcast. My name is Jamie Mullins, and I'm so excited to have you joining us for today's episode. Uh, Today we have with us Amber Rock. Amber is uh, a part of our CT College leadership team. She serves faithfully, and she's part of all the amazing things that are happening in the college ministry here at Cross Timbers. So I'm super excited for her to be with us today and just to share her story of becoming a Difference Maker in the places that God's given her influence, whether it's at CT College or on the campus that she is currently attending so amber welcome to the podcast thanks for having me excited to have you so before we jump into our conversation today why don't you just introduce yourself tell us a little bit about you so that people people know who amber is Okay, well, I am Amber.
1: Um, and I'm currently a junior um, studying elementary music education at the University of North Texas. So, um, um, And fun fact, I can say my alphabet backwards.
0: What? <laughs> yeah. Okay, do it. Can you okay. do it? I- yeah. I hear it? Yeah. Okay, go.
1: ZYXWVUTSRQPONMLKJIHGFEDCBA.
0: That's impressive. Yeah, that's That's, always my fun fact about myself. It's it's quite the talent. (laughs) I cannot even get through probably four letters backwards. So that's an incredible talent. So on the podcast, every episode, we talk about ways that people are using their gifts, their passions, and their stories to make a difference in the place that God's given them influence. And so one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast today is is because you are part of our next generation, like you are paving the way for others to follow you also. And so I, I want for other people that are in your same stage of life to be able to hear that it's possible to make a difference no matter what stage of life you find yourself. And I also want other people that are listening today that are maybe in a different generation just to hear from from your perspective, your unique perspective what your generation is needing. And so we'll talk about that later on too. But just to get started, I wanted to hear from you. Is there ever a time that you doubted your ability to be a difference maker? Yeah, um,
1: of course. I think being so young, it's easy to believe the lie that like you don't have enough life experience um, or enough years on you to be able to make a difference and be a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think about how <laughs> how much Jesus like talks about children in the Bible and how yeah. much he just loves children. Um, <laughs> and I've just like, experienced children that have made an impact in my life. Mm. And I know that it's not like a magic year that suddenly equips you to be a leader. It's like the spirit that lives in us.
0: That's so good. Um, and
1: so even children can be difference makers. And so why, like how much more so then can I choose to make an impact in people's lives? If children can do it without even trying, oh, you know, that's so, so good. I have to constantly remind myself about that and not let my age kind of put this limit on me because there's no limit when it comes to being a
0: leader. That's right. So is there a moment like you were sharing about even other kids, like children making a difference mm-hmm. in your life? Is there a moment that was like this pivotal time that you were like, okay, I am equipped. I have everything that I need to do everything that God has called me to do.
1: Yeah. So I did a lot of leadership in high school, um, but I never really thought about what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it was more so leadership in like extracurricular activities, but it wasn't being like a leader in life, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think. Um, <laughs> the pivotal moment for me was actually a class that I took at UNT with one of my favorite women ever. Her name is Dr. Emanuel. She's retiring this year and I'm so sad about Uh it, Um, but she deserves it. And I took a class with her um, for future music educators and it really made me have to reflect on a lot of my fears and insecurities. Mm. And one of the common themes that we found in the class was that all of us feared that we weren't good enough or Mm -hmm. that we were going to fail. And I think just realizing that we all had those fears and that it wasn't just me, was a big like light bulb that went off in my head Mm. and helped me realize that I will never be enough and that's okay because Mm -hmm. nobody asked me to be because Jesus is enough. And because of that, I can walk out in a bold faith knowing that I'm created in his image. And because of that, I have everything it takes to be a leader, everything it takes to be a difference maker. If I choose to wake up every morning and say, I want to look more like Jesus today. Mm -hmm. So I think like that class and just reflecting on those things really helped me realize like you are a difference maker, not just being a leader in an extracurricular activity, but being a leader in life and like helping guide people and bring people to Jesus.
0: That's good. So you kind of discovered it, obviously, a professor bringing the conversation to light, but it sounds like you discover it through this just common realization that mm-hmm. everybody feels this way. Yeah. I'm not alone. In, and I think so often we, we get to this place that we feel like I'm the only one, right. right? Like I'm the only one who feels like I'm not enough and I can't ever be enough. But then when you sit around with a group of people that are all willing to confess, yeah. this is the lie that I'm believing. And then to, to speak truth over that together, then mm-hmm. it gives you the courage to step out. So um, how's, how else has community played a part in your story and being a difference maker, a leader?
1: Well, um, CT college has changed my life, honestly. Mm. Um, I never really had a community ever growing up. Um, and so when I got here and I started going to cross timbers, I'm now surrounded by a group of people who love Jesus and love people. And when life is, you know, hitting the fan, they point me back to Jesus. Mm. And I think that's been so big in my life because before, you know, I would go back to the world and Mm -hmm. I would go back to the things that didn't give me life and didn't satisfy me. But now I get pointed straight to the sustainer, you know, straight to the source of life. And that fills me up with a joy that I never had before and a confidence that I never had before too. So community is huge and relationships are so important. That's why we talk about relationships that matter so much here. That's
0: right. So, so in that, as you have these people in your life, when it's, when you're life is hard and you're going through something challenging, they're pointing you back to Jesus. And how are you guys also able to, even in the midst of hardships, conti- like take a minute to reflect on where we are, reflect on who Jesus is, but then continue to step out to make a difference in the, the lives of people around you?
1: Right. I think a big thing with that is it's really good to have like an accountability partner. Mm -hmm. My roommate and I love late night, deep conversations. We just, we shouldn't be up that late. We just (laughs) spiral and spiral spiral, it's so funny. Um, But when we work out things together, um, and we go back to scripture for things. It helps me when I go out into the world, if girls are having the same problems that I've been through to yes. be able to say, Hey, this is what I've like discovered in my time with the word and like talking with my friends. And it gives me the
0: right resources to be able to like help other people um, in a biblical way. That's if so that good. Makes sense. Yeah. And the power of a me too moment. Like, yes, that's what makes I feel like the, we talk about a difference maker being somebody using their gifts, passion, story. Those That story piece is yeah. such a big part of it because when we can identify with someone else in their place of pain and... and st- use that me too. And here's mm-hmm. what has helped me. Or even if you don't have it all tied up with a bow yet and doesn't look <laughs> perfect, you can still share. But this is what I'm, this is what I'm relying on. This is what I'm standing on, even in the midst of my struggle. Right. So I love that you have your community of people that are pouring into you, pointing you to Jesus so that you can continue to step out. Exactly. So what does it look like for Amber in her everyday life <laughs> to use your unique gifts and passions and story to make a difference in the place you have influence? So
1: I think my biggest passion is people. Mm -hmm. I love people (laughs) with everything that I am because Jesus loved people with everything that he he was. He literally died for us. So um, I think the way that I do that when I'm at UNT doesn't necessarily look like me using my gifts of music making and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. It's my gift of having compassion for people and choosing to love people um, regardless of what they look like, of where they've been or where they think they're going. And I love that I have the opportunity to go to a university that is so big Mm -hmm. and so diverse because I meet people from everywhere. I have a friend from Nigeria and I have a friend from Maui. Like I just have people from all over the world that I have influence over. And it's just so special to me to be able to say, I'm going to love this individual with everything that I have, even if they don't seem like they need it. Mm -hmm. Because I had a friend um, last year and she i could i could tell everybody she was the happiest human in the entire world. Yeah. You would never see her not smiling. Yeah. Everybody was always complimenting her about her smile because you just you would never see her without one. And this semester she's not in school because she had to check herself into a mental hospital. Mm. And I think that it's so important especially with that becoming an issue that is just prevailing more and more and more these days with my generation is like people may look like they're okay but that doesn't mean that they are right and choosing to go out and love everybody and check on everybody and just being a person that brings light to a dark situation regardless of the circumstances is so important and so I think being that person even in my major you know people with music there's so much stress there's a lot of pressure so much pressure to be perfect and to do all the right things yeah Um, and I think it's refreshing when people see me because I don't let those things affect me because my identity is not rooted in it. Yeah. You know, and then they're like, see the difference and they, they want some of that. They want Mm -hmm. some of that spark that you can only get when you have Jesus. That's right. And so being able to be that person that is like, well, that doesn't matter to me because that's not what Jesus cares about. Jesus cares about my heart, not about my performance, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think those are the ways that I specifically at UNT, um, try to make a difference is by loving people and just being different.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's the deal. Like difference maker. It means that you're different (laughs) That you stand out in a crowd. And I love like, where do you feel like, because just for the people that aren't sitting in the room with you, you just have this really sweet nature. Like, and I would use the word meek in a great way, like the way (laughs) that, that Jesus talks about meekness, but you also have obviously this crazy amount of boldness in you too. So where, where did that boldness come from? Um,
1: I think, honestly, serving with CT College has given me a lot of boldness. We talk a lot about being bold, unoffended, and faithful. That's been our, like, main theme this year that we've, like, discussed in our leadership meetings. And um, that's something that I've been working on a lot this year. And I feel like I've struggled in the past to be bold. um, But the more that I discover truth and the more that I grow in my relationship with God, the more I'm like, I have to share this. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? This is the greatest thing I've ever discovered, and I want other people to see it. And because I'm so passionate about people, I want to see people walking in freedom. Yeah. And the only way that that's going to happen on my part is if I am bold and I am obedient. Mm -hmm. Um, But that doesn't mean like, that doesn't have to look like stepping over people either and being like, oh, well, you have to do this. It means loving people where they are um, and choosing to, my my mentor um, shared a quote with us one time, and she said, share the gospel. And if you have to use words, yeah. And I think that's so important, you know, being bold and being unoffended and being faithful um, can make an impact without even having to say the name
0: of Jesus because right. you're being Jesus to people. That's right. That's good. So tell me a favorite story in your interactions. I mean, you just talked about mm-hmm. the one friend that you had that unfortunately yeah. is not able to be in school this semester, but cur- I mean, amazing that she had the courage to, yeah. to make that decision for herself. But um, tell me about another story about a time that you got to see God use you to make a difference in okay. life. somebody else.
1: I love this because this is a very recent memory um, and I never want to forget how it made me feel. Um, So this past summer I worked my first job ever, which is crazy because I'm 20 and I was (laughs) like, oh, I'm barely working my first job. I felt behind. It's the whole age thing again, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and I was convinced that it was going to be the worst job ever. And honestly, going into it, I had such a bad attitude.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was so annoyed
1: by the whole thing. Um, I worked as a front desk clerk at a water park resort, ah. which people hearing that are probably like, what? That sounds so fun. You're crazy. Um, but in my town, that was like the the high school job. You know, that's what everybody, uh, like freshman year, going into summer, yeah. like whatever, that's the job they worked. And I was like, why am I barely doing this? Like, I should have a big girl job by now. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes. And so I went into it like, just, I remember it's a 30 minute drive. Um, and I remember just praying the first day on my way to work, like, God, could you just like make something good out of this horrible mess I've just gotten myself into? And like, if you could just use me to like share you with one person, then it'll make this whole summer worth it. And that was really hard going into it. But then, um, little did I know it was going to be the greatest experience of my life. I'm so happy looking back on it. And I knew that's where he like needed me to be and wanted me to be. Um, and I just like, Told myself going into it, like, you just have to be bold and you have to go out there and share your faith because nothing's going to happen if you don't choose to, like, make the environment for God to work. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so I went into it and I was bold and I shared my faith and I didn't care if people thought I was crazy or anything. And I just was overwhelmed by the response Mm -hmm. because I had specifically my manager. Which is crazy because it's like this older guy <laughs> who's in charge of me um, comes up to this little twenty-year-old girl working her first job ever and starts asking me questions about reading the Bible and praying and I was just like overwhelmed, honestly. Um, and I think that's another moment where I was like, "Wow, you are a difference maker." Because like, mm. look at this guy—he's so much further down the road in life than you are, and you're still making an impact on yes. him. You don't—you can't just impact the people that are younger than you or have less experience than you. You can impact people that have gone before you too. That's right. Um. And it was just just so fun. And he would come up to me and be so excited and say, Hey, I prayed today. Like I talked to Jesus and it would just warm my heart knowing that like he was reconnecting with God because I chose to be obedient and like make room for God to come in and do what he does best,
0: you know? Yeah.
1: And I think it was important too, to see that your obedience, people are waiting on your obedience too. Mm. That break. I've I've always heard that breakthrough is waiting on the other side of obedience, but it's not always your breakthrough. It can be breakthrough for other people too which was really important. And so I just love that story. I love that moment that I got to experience with him um, and just knowing that his life has changed forever. And I want more moments like that in my life to be able to say like, hey, I was
0: obedient. Yes. And God was able to come in and work. Well, and I love that you were, you're honest and sharing that you really didn't have the best attitude <laughs> going into it. You weren't excited about it. You weren't like thinking anything necessarily good other yeah. than a paycheck was probably going to come out of it. <laughs> but you still ask God to give you opportunities. And so I think that should be encouraging to all of us because... Yeah. Being a difference maker doesn't necessarily mean selling everything and going to be a missionary. Most of the time it doesn't actually. That's a very, that's a, it's not, but we all are called to be difference makers in the place that God gave us influence. And so it may not be that we're super excited to go to our job every day or to Mm -hmm. the school that he's placed us in or into the neighborhood that we live in. But even in that, if we're willing to be obedient then we can wait and just watch him show up because he's going to. If we choose to say yes to the things that he puts in front of us, then he's going to move in a really powerful way. So that's exciting. Something that you shared a second ago when you were talking through being at school and at UNT specifically is that that anxiety and stress and depression is becoming more and more of of an issue for Mm -hmm. your generation. And it's something that I've Watched and what's interesting for me, and I want to get your perspective on it, and I think other people would love to hear, like the root behind it, because I do see this desire. I think your your generation is gonna be the greatest group of entrepreneurs we've ever seen. Yeah, like you guys are you you want to be self-sufficient mm-hmm. and you want to make you all you want to make a difference but i also think there's this connection like the self-sufficiency but also the need for community and yeah. there's a gap between the two so what do you see as a way to help bridge the gap between y'all wanting to be self-sufficient and make an impact but also the need for community that helps helps with the issues of depression and anxiety and yeah. being isolated
1: so Cole our college pastor, talks a lot about how we are living in the most connected time ever we have so many ways to talk to people all around the world Mm -hmm. but yet we are the most disconnected we've ever been right Mm -hmm. and I think that that plays a huge role in why people feel the way that they do because Mm -hmm. when we aren't connected with people that's when the enemy can come in and that's when he can whisper these lies to us that make us believe that we're not qualified, that we're not good enough, that we're all of these things, yeah. all of these lies that never were intended for us to think about mm-hmm. ourselves. And so I think while we want to be self-sufficient, I feel like a lot of us are growing up too fast too. Yeah. A lot of us, like now I look at kids and I'm like, that's not what I was doing when I was a kid. You know, <laughs> I was outside riding bike, like, yeah. and things are just so different now, um, and I don't necessarily have an answer. I don't know how we can, you know, bridge the gap, but I think that inviting people in to live life with you mm. is so impactful. Um, like I have a friend that I met in my physics class, right. And um, my Nigerian friend, actually, yeah. she's so sweet. And, um, one day I was like talking to her about some athletic leggings that I bought, you know, I was so excited and she was like, oh my gosh, I like to work out too. And so I was like, oh my gosh, let's work out together, you know, and I invited her into that. Mm. And just asking her to live life with me in the first five minutes that we were at the gym, she found out I was a Christian Mm. and now I'm picking her up to go to church with me tonight. Uh. You know, and it's just like, when you actually talk to people and invite them in to live life with you and you're not just trying to bring people to church, but you're bringing the church to people. Yeah. I think that's that's when connections actually start to happen and people realize like, oh, I need community. Like mm-hmm. I want to be with people because it's life-giving. Mm-hmm. And sitting on your phone or on a computer screen, talking to somebody across the world, while it might be fun and interesting, it's not necessarily life-giving. Right. Um, so I think just finding ways to invite people in to live life with you where it makes them realize that they want this community and they want to be in relationship with actual human people in front of them yes. <laughs>
0: face-to-face interactions I mean we were created for it exactly like God noticed right away that it wasn't good for man to be alone and so from yeah. the very beginning of time we see that community is necessary for mm-hmm. us like we were created for it and it's actually now relationships have been listed in the the keys for survival. Like we can't survive without community. So I think that that's huge. And it's definitely, I see your generation is also the first like digital natives. And so you have lived with the ability to have connection with people in a way that's not face-to-face, but like you said, it's not, it doesn't have the same impact that face-to-face inviting people into your life does. So something else that I wanted to hear from you just for, obviously anybody can invite people into their life, but what regardless of your age and all that, but what is something that you would want the generation ahead of you to hear? Like, what does your generation need from us most?
1: Honestly, encouragement and guidance are the two words that I think stick out to me the most. I think my generation has a really hard time asking for help Mm -hmm. because we want to be self-sufficient. And I think when we're dealing with all these issues, like mental health problems that that are just growing and growing and growing, not having help from people who have walked through these stages of life before is so harmful for us. Mm. And I think that, um, it just is so encouraging when you have somebody who's already been through the things you're going through, giving you advice on how to like get through it because you've seen that they actually did. Right. I think when, when I give another college kid advice, advice, sometimes it might work out, but sometimes they're like, well, she's just a college kid too. She doesn't know what she's talking (laughs) about. You know what I mean? And so I think it's so important when. we have older people pouring into us wisdom so that we don't make the same mistakes that they did. Um, And also, I think, honestly, I think we need more support in our college ministries from Mm. your generation. Mm -hmm. I think um, not just with with Cross Timbers College, but with all college ministries, because I think they're so important. I saw the way it impacted my life And I just think we need more people showing their support behind that because it's so important. Mm. College ministries are so important because that's the time where you can really, really impact somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, In a short window of time. Yeah, in a Mm -hmm. very short window of time. So like whenever we have a staff member from CT come to one of our college night services, all of the leadership team gets so excited Mm. because it just shows the people that are attending that the church believes in us, that the big church believes in what these kids are doing, you know? And I think having that support from people who
0: are, have gone ahead of us is so, so, so important. I love that. Okay. So I always love for our difference makers that are on the podcast to share a piece of advice. So for people who are listening today that are afraid to take that step, like whenever they may be believing a a lie that similar to what you did, that I'm not enough, that I don't have what it takes, that Mm -hmm. I can't really make a difference. Um, What is a piece of advice that you would give them to help them step over the line and, and step into becoming a difference maker?
1: hmm that's a hard question um i think it all goes back to what i said earlier um that nobody ever asked you to be enough yeah that jesus is enough so why wouldn't you step out in boldness if he's literally already done everything that he needed to do it's your turn to like take action and and serve him because he served you so well so I think that's what I would have to say, is just don't worry about not being qualified, not being good enough, because Jesus is, and that's all that matters. So
0: good. Well, thank you so much, Amber, for joining us today. And I love, like, just for everybody listening today, if you're part of the Cross Timbers family, there are ways for you to get involved in the CT College ministry here at Cross Timbers. Um, you can go online, check out the college ministry, but they're, they, they are looking for, for adults to come in and to be part of the ministry and to serve alongside of them in the short window of time that we have them. Most of the time, they're here for somewhere between two and four years, and so it's a great place that you can make a difference to use your story to go and pour it into the next generation, and and then for those of you who are listening today that just needed a little bit of encouragement to hear that you're enough, it just... That's not something that we can hear more, like mm-hmm. we can't hear it too much, like just just to continue to listen to it over and over again, that we are enough and everything that we need has already been complete because of Jesus. So thank you so much for joining us for the podcast today. We'll look forward to having you back for our next episode. Be sure to share and subscribe so that we can get the word out about this podcast to more people. Have a great day.